tell them. Be an encourager. You know, Paul, Paul, the word, the name Barnabas, it means encourager. And I believe as men, we should be an encouragement to each other constantly. Amen. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance of his friend. If we see our friends, if we see each other tonight, if you see your brother and looks a little uh, downcast or or uh, thoughts are in another world, encourage them. You know, be an encouragement to to the brethren of the Lord. I'm going to go to a scripture that I didn't have on that sheet that I gave you, Brad, uh, that I meant to put on there. It's a scripture that I was just going to quote, but I'm going to read it. It's John chapter 1, verse 1. Pastor Justin has been uh, deliberating to us and unveiling to us uh, how important it is for us to be men of integrity. Uh, the word integrity, I have a definition for it, integrity. De- integrity is defined as firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values. Incorruptibility, I love the way that says it. Incorruptibility, because why? The word of God is your incorruptible seed, right? All right, so we're going to look at some things. An unimpaired condition. One, one of the things about it, it's an unimpaired condition. The integri- integrity is an unimpaired condition. So there's no blemishes without spot or blemish, right? Jesus is coming back for us, a bride without spot or blemish, right? The quality or state of being complete, complete. With the integrity by which you and I were birthed out of the incorruptible seed has made us complete, whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness and completeness, salvation. That word salvation, when you and I got saved, means soterior in the Greek. It means to have nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness and completeness. When we receive the cornerstone, the incorruptible seed of the word of God in us, that seed that's in us is incorruptible. It is integrity in its purest form. It cannot change. It's not divided. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We've got to allow that seed to germinate and continue to, uh, to, to flourish and build on the inside of us, weeding out all the natural tendencies that we have so that we can be presented to God as that bride without spot or blemish. Amen. You and I have got to take upon that seed of integrity that was planted in us in order for us to be men of integrity. Because without that seed of integrity planted in us, we can't be who we want to be. We want to be men of integrity. I believe every man in here and in the sound of my voice, we want to be men of our word. We want to be able to know that people know that they can count on us when we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Amen. You know, we want to have, we want to have that, uh, we're not divided, that we are single minded. We are constantly focused in on what God wants us to do in our lives. Amen. And so in our, in our wives, in our families, they desire that from us. Amen. And that's what we were created to be. Okay? But you and I, if we don't allow the incorruptible seed that's on the inside of us to be developed, to be cultivated, to be nurtured. to Come on now. There's, here's the reality of it is if a seed is not tended to, it will not produce the capabilities that it's capable of producing. Right? And we have been seeded, the incorruptible seed, the cornerstone has been seeded on the inside of us by our faith in Jesus Christ. That seed will do what it's supposed to do if we will pay attention to it. Amen. So 
this is integrity. So this is that definition. It's, it's a firm adherence to a code. The code is Jesus. Amen. The special moral or artistic values. Our morals are developed upon the word of God. It's, it's artistic values. It's incorruptible. Okay. An unimpaired condition, soundness. You know, it's soundness. You know, it's, you know, there's a difference between something you can, um, buy something sometimes, especially in the area of wood or in the area of different things that you're, and there's a, there's a quality to it that makes it sound, you know, and, and there's a, um, in baseball, they call it a five tool man, somebody that's sound, they've got the whole package, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's that soundness that people are looking for the, the quality of the, the wholeness. They got the whole package. Say, I have, I am the whole package. When you go home tonight with your wife, just tell I'm the whole package. Come on now. Just be real. Seriously, because not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. A revelation of what's on the inside of you and who's on the inside of you will give you the confidence to be and do what you're called to be and do. And that's men of integrity. Come on. All right. The quality or state of being complete. Ooh, you, your wife does not make you complete. Come on. It's not two halves coming together. It's two holes that were created complete in Christ Jesus. It's 100% of both of you, not 50-50. Amen. Hallelujah. And we've got to constantly, we got to constantly uh, weed out the direction that the world tries to tell you, this is my better half. No. It's not, you don't want half, amen? You want all, amen? But she doesn't just want half of you either, amen? Come on, right? You want it all. So, And that's important. That's understanding what integrity is. Now, look at this in John chapter 1, verse 1. You've read this scripture. You've heard this scripture. I was going to quote it, but I want to read it to you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God with God, and the Word was God. All right? You got to see that if you get, if you, we grab this, this is going to take us to another level. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Integrity is based upon a moral code of what, of a word, words that are spoken or written down. The integrity that we're talking about that we're called to live by as men of God is the word of God. You and I are, are, cannot be the integrable men that God's created us to be without the word of God having a first place in our lives. Without the word of God being God in our life and without us meditating on that word day and night, without that word being what we're beholding all the time, then we're not going to produce integrity in our life that we want produced. And here's the other thing is, is you may, we all are seeing dimly. So we have bits and pieces. We're still growing. We're all growing. Amen. Don't be, don't, con- don't be condemning yourself or putting yourself below where you are right now. You're better than you were yesterday. Amen. And so the reality of what takes place is the more we look into the word of God, the more the word of God transforms us into who we really are and are created to be, which is the integrable children of the most high God. All right. The integrity of the word brings our integrity to the level that we really want it to be at. Come on. You know, because we've all made, we all make mistakes. 
We would love to not have, we would love to never make a mistake, but the reality of it is we're still learning, we're still growing, we're, try, we're, doing, we're pressing, and the more we look into the Word of God, the less mistakes we're going to make out here in the natural world. Amen? Integrity cannot be obtained by your natural ability to make it happen. It's, that you, you, that the natural world is a shaky world. Anything that does in the natural sense of the things cannot accomplish what integrity really is. And the integrity is the word of God. All right. We're going to see that tonight because it has to be developed. It's not something that just falls off like ripe apples off a tree. I mean, I would, it would be really nice when we got saved that all of a sudden we just became these magnificent men that never made a mistake anymore. Oh my goodness. Wouldn't that have been nice, Right. No, it does. There's a process in the development of our our new nature, our new creation that we are in Christ Jesus. And just like we're going from glory to glory, our integrity is going to another level as we look into the glory of God, which is the word of God, which Jesus is the Lord of glory. So if he is in the beginning and the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Let's continue. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, so we're, we're going to behold the grace and the truth of God, the integrity of God. The truth of God is his integrity, amen? The psalmist says, I will walk in my integrity. I, am not, I don't have any integrity in me except for what God put in me. You wouldn't, I would not know what integrity was if God didn't give me a roadmap for integrity. We would not, that's why, that's why they took the Bible out of the schools and they took the Ten Commandments out of the schools. That's why our schools have gone downhill since. Seriously. It's because when you take integrity out, you don't have any moral compass to go anywhere in life. And so you and I, as children of the Most High God, as men of God, as men that are called to walk in our integrity, we cannot accomplish that which is before us if we're not looking into the perfect law of liberty, the Word of God. Our compass for integrity is the Word of God. Without that compass, we're, we're lost. We'll do whatever we want to do because it feels good and because that's just what we want to do. There's a, there's, a, there's a transformation that takes place by you and I meditate in this word. All right, so let's go through something. It's like this. Uh, Francis of Assisi used to say this. Preach a sermon and when necessary, use words. Another guy was coined with the phrase that your actions are speaking so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, come on. You know, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you have... I, 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 we've got some sports enthusiasts in there. How many of y'all have one of them coaches that, man, that just, that role's just rolling over there and they're telling you how to do that. And they're, you know, I have, we had a, a guy by the name of Coach Williams when I was in junior high. And Coach Williams, I mean, he couldn't catch you anywhere. So if you just took off, you weren't going, he wasn't going to catch you anyway to put that paddle on your rear end. Amen. But he sure would, he sure would whoop you. And he, I remember one time he made the whole entire junior high team. We all got whippings. That's what we got because somebody stole something from somebody's locker or something like that. So he just lined us up. He's sitting his desk eating his chicken. All right. This is, you know, you got to see this, right? So as a young kid, I'm going, what am I going to learn from this? You know, this guy, he's just, he don't have a clue. Come on. Right. He's just an old 
roly-poly sitting over there and ain't ever done nothing in his life. Why would I want to learn something from him, right? Well, that would be, <laughs> that's, come on, right? So what, what are we saying here? Integrity is only, is only as good as the person that's giving it to you. So if you're looking for integrity in a person naturally, you're going to be disappointed. If you and I looking for some man to show us how to live our lives, we are going to be disappointed. Because there's only one that walked in the fullness of integrity, and his name was Jesus. And we're not called looking to Jesus. Paul even says, follow me as I follow Christ. What is he saying here? Don't just pay attention to me. Make sure your eyes aren't on me. You know, some say I'm of Apollos. Some say I'm of a Paul. No, no, no. We are of Christ. Amen. Our integrity is not based upon, well, Pastor Justin did this or Dr. Savell did this or this ministry. No, your integrity can't built upon principles of somebody else other than what the word of God says about what we are, who we are and what we do. Are we, and the only way for that to be developed, we got to look more into the Word of God than we do in anything else in our lives. Okay? So, oh, we called him Chicken, Chicken George, man. He, he would, uh, he, remember them radiator heaters? You remember those radiator heaters? One time we're sitting in there, we come in from working out, come off the field, you know, and all of a sudden we hear this, boom, big old pop. He put a can of beans up there with his eggs that he had to make sure he kept it warm, and he forgot about that can of beans. That's what got so hot, it exploded all over. The, but, you know, here, I, here you are, and what I'm trying to say is don't put your eyes on man to look for how integrity is supposed to be lived. You know what? We're all pressing towards the same mark. People are going to fail you because people have failed. Nobody's ever gone out and tried to make a mistake. The grace, he was full of grace and truth. He is the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by him. Have grace in, in, for one another, but look to the truth in order to make sure that you are set free and delivered from whatever you're going through in your life. Amen? And in, or, in order to be the stable man of God, the integrable, sound, undivided man of God that you and I all desire to be all the time and not some of the time. Amen? All right, so we're going to look at some scriptures tonight because the Word of God always defends itself. Amen? Uh, go to 1 Peter 2, 11 through 12. I'm going to go with you because I know when I get there, then you're probably close to being there as well, and then that way it gives us a good compass. All right? I've got it on print here, but it always helps. Amen? 1 Peter 2, 11 through 12. It says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. So it wars against your mind, your will, and your emotions, right? Having your conversation, you can underline conversation, honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may buy your good works. See, people don't just want to hear what you have to say. They want to see what you're living. That's what he's saying here. Look, that, that, by your good works. They can say whatever they want to say about you, but if you live your life like Jesus is telling you, they're going to know you by, your, by, what, you, by what you're doing more than by what you're saying. I had a friend of mine years ago, and I never knew it, but he was watching me the whole entire time through college. He was out partying. He was a, he was a pastor's kid, too, uh, just uh, doing all the things we shouldn't be doing. Later on, he ended up being a youth pastor. And so in the process of it, he, uh, he brought me in to do some speaking at a thing. And uh, his whole conference was on 
on just wearing Christ is what he called it, you know, from that standpoint. And he says, and the reason he asked me, he says, because no matter what we were going through in college, uh, while all the other guys were just going out and doing all everything else, he said, Rick stayed constant, but he never condemned me in the process of what I was doing when I was out there doing it. And you, you know, and I wasn't perfect. He knew I wasn't perfect. They, there, there was no, I was not perfect. He knew that. But what he said is he never stopped living and pressing towards who he was in Christ Jesus. That's why, and he said, that's why I'm in the ministry today. And he's still in the ministry today. That's 30 years later, you know, which is really cool from that standpoint. But the reality of it is, is people want to see, and that's what Paul's telling them right here. They're going to know you by what you, by how you handle yourself. In situation, that's going to be the greatest testimony that you'll ever see. Uh, one of the reasons why Pastor Cassie and I love the Savells as much as we do, and we'll do whatever, and I'm sure some of you have the same heart for them as well. We've seen we've seen what goes on behind the scenes. We've seen people. You know, we've seen certain things happen that most people would. <clears throat> I just be honest with you. When I first came along and I watched them and I saw some of the things some of the people did, I wanted to hurt them. Yeah, I'm just going to, I mean, my natural man, I had to put my flesh under because I was like, dude, you don't do that to somebody. You know, I mean, just, you know, I'm just, don't look at me all holy right now. Just a reality. This has been 15 years, 15, 15, 16, 17 years ago when this happened. But I was like, dude, you don't know them or you would not be saying what you're saying about them or doing what you're doing to them. Does that make sense? And so and that's what people, that's what I believe we're developing within this circle of men that are going to the next level. We're not saying we have it all together yet. We're just not settling for where we are. Come on. We're going to go from glory to glory with the Lord. And it's going to, and the, this is going to continue to grow because there's men in here that are standing and, and who they are in Christ Jesus. And they keep pressing towards the mark. Amen? And we're going to be an example to others so that they want to come be a part of what we're doing. Amen? That's what Paul's challenging him here. So he says, um, they, they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. And so he says, uh, so what are they doing? So they're going to behold what's going on in your life and in my life. Okay? But it's all, it comes out. Go back. I told you, underline conversation. That whereas, okay, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. You can't say one thing and have another thing. You're, you and I, you got to recognize this. People are going to know you not just by what you do, but by also by what you say. Brother Hagin used to say, it didn't take me but five minutes to figure out where, to locate where a guy really was. He could tell me he was doing this, but in a few minutes they would say something or something else, and I'd find that negativity or that seed of doubt and unbelief, and I realized, yeah, that may be what they're saying when they're in front, but really deep down inside of them, that's not what they're believing. By your words, you are justified. By your words, you're, you and I, when we continue, when the, I'm gonna, what I want to show us tonight is we're going to walk through is how do we develop that ability to stand in our integrity? And integrity, our integrity is in the word of God. That's the key to it. All right, let's keep going. Proverbs 11, 3. Proverbs 11, 3. I'm going to go over there with you. <clears throat> Glory to God for the word. Amen. So Proverbs eleven three says this. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressors shall destroy them. So the integrity of the upright shall guide them. What did I say? Your, your compass. My compass is, it's the what? Our compass is what? The word, the word of God. 
So our integrity is built upon what the Word of God says about who we are and what we're supposed to be doing in our life. So if we'll continuously set our compass, okay, if God says do that, then that's what I'm going to do. If God says tithe, then that's what I'm going to do. If God says to give, then that's what I'm going to do. If God says to love my wife as Christ loves the church, then that's what I'm going to do. Do you see this? If, you know, if God says shun the very appearance evil, then that's what I'm going to do. Amen? Did you see this? And so what we're constantly doing is using the word of God as our moral compass for the integrity that God intends for us to walk in. But when we get away from that word, then we lose our compass. We lose our guide, so to speak. Amen? All right, let's continue. Look at this. Uh, Proverbs 27. Just flip it over a few pages there. Proverbs 27. It says, the, uh, the just man walketh in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. Uh, you know, I was blessed. All four, my, my, my brothers and sisters, all four of us are in ministry in some way, form, or fashion. And you know what? We're preacher's kids. Okay? My mom preached this to us all the time. The true measure of a Christian is not what, how they look at church, it's how they look at home. That we were not allowed to live one way at church and another way at home. This was not an option. It wasn't going to happen. You don't think I got tired growing up? Have you read your Bible today? Have you spent some time with God today? Come on. This was every, I'm not joking. This was every single day. You know, I go flip it open. I read a word. I read something today, mom, you know, but what was, what were they doing? They were setting a compass for us. To where we would train a child in the way in which they should go and they won't depart from it. What were they doing? They were, they were, they were putting the integrity of the word of God into me as a young child so that as I continue to grow, grow, I would realize that that's the most precious thing on the face of the earth. To the point that when my dad is a freshman in high school, he said, one of the things he told me, he says, son, I'm going to fail you. Your mama's going to fail you. People are going to fail you because people are people. God, but God, but God will not fail you. Trust God with your life. I will not make, always make the right decisions in your life, but I know God will always direct you in the steps which he wants you to go. And he gave me a Bible. He said, you got a responsibility for yourself. If you want to go where God's called you to go and be who God's called you to be, it's up to you now. Be a man. That's the, I know other friends of mine, their dad took them to the blue moon for their manhood. You know what I mean? My God, I was thankful for a dad that seeded something into me, but would not let me live a life contrary to way you know, you got this, you know, here's a, here you are at church and everything looks real peachy keen, jelly bean, and every, y'all look like the perfect family, but go home and it's hell breaking loose. You know, dishes flying and blankety blank blank going on. You know what I'm saying? And you see that and you're going, but, but here's the reason why is because there hasn't been a priority where the word of God is concerned. Now, my dad and mom, they didn't make all the right decisions. They'll tell you that. But you know what? The word of God, I saw my dad every day dive into this word, do the best that he can where the word of God was concerned in order to provide an opportunity for us to live the life that God called us to live and to walk in the integrity of God's word for ourselves. Amen. So a just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So you don't have to worry about that. You follow God, your children will follow God. Not just with what you're telling them to do, but what you're doing yourself. Hmm. Okay, Psalms 26, one. Let's go over there. Psalms 26. Amen. Praise God for the word. Amen. Amen. 
Pastor Justin has been pouring that into us, man. The word, the word, the word, the word. Amen. 26. Judge me, O Lord. I have walked in mine integrity. I, man, wouldn't that be nice? To know that you've done what you're supposed to do. That's impressive. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Go down to verse 11. It says, but as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me and be merciful unto me. Okay? So here's, here's the psalmist realizing, you know what? I've walked what I believe is what you want me to walk in, Lord. So here, judge me, make sure, and then be merciful to me. So he's like, dude, I'm doing the best. And I believe that that's the heartbeat of every man that's in this room right now and that's listening to this. It's, you know what? We're all wanting to be the man of God that God created us to be. And we've got to, we, we got to figure out, okay, how are we going to get there? How are we going to continue to get there? It's one thing to have a heart and a desire for it, but what does it take in order for it to manifest in our life? It takes dedication and discipline. Amen? The desire's there. There's a determination there. But if you're not dedicated to the Word of God, and if you're not disciplined to get into the Word of God on an everyday basis, you're not going to see the fruits of the integrity coming out in your life. It's just, I mean, I'm just being real with you. My, 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 parent, my mom telling me that every day. Have you read your Bible today? What did God tell you today? Seriously, but I'm, what were they doing? They were, they were molding something into me of how important putting the word of God first place in my life and help me see that that's going to be the ticket for me to experience what God's created for me to experience on the face of the earth. Amen? Not even looking at them. They, were more, they were, cared more about what the word was doing in my life than even what they were doing in my life. Okay, let's go on. Psalms 41, 12. What I want us to see here is, man, that you can do this. I can do this. I can do this. You got to get stirred up about this because you're, you're anointed to do this. God would not ask us to do something that he didn't believe we could do. Come on. Psalms 41.12 says this. It says, and as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity and settest me before thy face forever. Okay, so I like this because... The reality of where you and I are is integrity is soundness. So if that chair wasn't sound, it could not hold me up. So there are things that you're believing for in your life, but if God gave them to you right now, you'd collapse. Because prosperity will destroy a fool. So what is he saying? Your, my, our when we get... Sh when we do get developed enough in our integrity, the, the, the soundness of who we are, God will be able to give us more. Come on. We've got to become sound. We've got to have integrity in our lives. Sincere. That word sincere means without wax. That goes from the, the standpoint of when they looked at a base or a pot that was, that was created that was without wax, meaning there wasn't a cover-up. You know, there may be a crack or something, and you go to the market back in the day, that word sincere meant it was without wax, meaning what you see is what you get. Solid, something that can actually do what it's supposed to do in those Because, see, the world will paint a picture. I love, Cassie and I, we've seen this. We've ministered to people like this. Uh, I almost, uh, I asked my best man for my wedding, uh, his, um, I asked him if he could be here. Uh, he couldn't be here. I was hoping he'd come and give a testimony. Uh, he's uh, uh, works in the oil fields. Uh, he's um, 
amazing man of God. The name of his company is Integrity Chemicals. It's Integrity Chemicals. And uh, they have, uh, they took their, their, he used to be a, uh, one of the top people in a major uh, oil company. And uh, they weren't very integrable with what they were doing. Uh, he made them a whole, whole lot of money. And he was actually making almost as much money as the CEO at the time. That's how well his profit share, because he went in there as a profit holder. Uh, his integrity has kept him. Because even though when they released him, he could have gone to all the clients. Now, he had built numbers of uh, $25 million, $300 million type areas for them of, of revenue that were actually his customers that he built for them. And the way they let him go, uh, he could have actually gone, because of the way they let him go, he actually had the legal right to go pursue all of those clients. Okay? He wouldn't do it. it. Took him about five years, and he said, and the other thing is, he would he would not do that, and he said, I'm going to build this, I'm not going to use any of what they have, I'm going to focus in on the way God wants me to do this. And he did it debt-free. Amen. He had one partner in the process of it. Now they themselves, this is about eight years later now, they themselves are about a $30 million company. Grossing, they actually have about thirty million coming into them as a company every single year. Okay, pretty cool, right? I said, but what is it? What did it take? It took, you know what? I'm not going to live my life based upon what the natural world. I am going to build our our lives based upon the integrity of God's word, and that's what's going to keep us in the midst of the circumstance. Because the reality of it is, is when, when the weight is put on there, if it doesn't have the integrity that it needs to be, then it'll collapse. It'll collapse. And you have to have that integrity. That's why 49 years in ministry, the Savelles have done this right. Because they've tested the test of time. I've heard slanders and everything else about them and lawsuits and all kinds of... And you know what? It doesn't matter. You can go look at their records. You can see what takes place. And they are people of integrity. And that's why they stood the test of time. But you are just the same way. There is a seed on the inside of you that you are continuously cultivating right now. And if you'll continue to hold fast the profession of your faith, if you'll continue to speak what God says about you rather than what everybody else says about you, if you'll continue and you and I continue to meditate in the word and make the word of God first place in our life, don't look at where you are right now. Look at where you were, where you used to be, where you're, where you are, but more importantly, where you're going in the promises and in the integrity of the word of God, because God's word will not return void in your life. It'll do what it set out to do. It just needs to be the priority and you have to choose. I'm not going to do the things the way the world wants to do things. Because the seeds that you sow, they're going to grow. And if those seeds are not seeds of pureness, of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, heaven and earth is going to pass away. Let's look at some more scriptures, okay? So this is, you're going to, you're going to be upheld by your integrity that's on the inside of you. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. Because it's the incorruptible word of God. Um, verse, uh, Proverbs 19, 1 says, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lip and is a fool. Okay? Let's look at Titus 1, 1 through 4. 
I want us to, I want us to, I want us to, um, you and I, and I love what Pastor Justin is ministering right now, you and I have, have to have a reverential fear, worshipful fear of the Word of God. Pastor Justin is talking and ministering to us how the Word of God, it's the Word. You and I have got to value the Word of God beyond what natural tendencies or the world system would tell you that's what you need to do. We've got to so um, worship the Word of God in in, in such a, a reverence that allows the Word of God to manifest what it's capable of manifesting in our lives, which is the glory of God on our lives. We've got to, we've got to put so much importance on it that that's what we eat, breathe, drink. Uh, our, our, when we step into our cars, when we wake up in the morning, we've got to be looking, okay, God, what do you have to say to me today? What is it that you're wanting to say? Pull open your Bible. You and I've got to open our Bibles with an intent that that word, your word is going to be held to my navel and marrow to my bones. That your word, uh, when I trust in your word, that it's going to be, it's going to nurture my family. It's not going to just nurture my family, but it's also the wisdom that I need in order for me to obtain the wealth that I need in order to do what it is that you've called me to do. Amen. So in Titus one, one through four, it says, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness and hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, which God that cannot lie. You've got to be totally resolved that the word of God is the one thing that cannot let me down. I, I, I've got to choose. I've got to draw a line in the sand. If it's what everybody else is telling me and it's what the word of God tells me, I'm going to stay with the word of God. I, that, in order for us to be men of integrity, we've got to believe in the integrity of God's word in order for us to be who God created us to be, and that's men of integrity. Amen? So the word of God, he says, which cannot lie, God, which cannot lie, promised before the world began. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Hello. All right. This is before the world began. But hath in due times manifests his word through preaching. Right? Who is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior to Titus, my own son, after the communion, common faith. The common faith. Now, I'm telling you, not everybody believes the word of God for face value. Just as a reality check. They want to teach you the doctrines of men rather than, or the traditions of man, which make the word of God of none effect. If you and I cannot literally take and open up the Bible and say, this is what God's word says, then God's a liar. Are you calling? I preached a sermon. I was on the rodeo circuit for a long time. That's how I met Trey years and years ago. And, uh, uh, and I, I took a whole season of rodeos because I had like five different associations throughout the Southwest. And I preached, are you calling God a liar? Because people, I, you, you get around a bunch of old cowboys and they, they'll tell you about their old time religion, right? And so they've all got Jesus somehow or another, you know, he, he's the man upstairs or, you know, come on. There's, a, there's one old country boy that sings, uh, uh, you're, uh, 
talking to God, call 911 in the phone booth or something like that. It's, it's, it's hilarious what they'll talk about where God is concerned. But they, they'll talk to you about what Mama said and what Mimi said and all this and everything else and all this religion. But, but what about just taking the word of God for plain truth? And, and, I, and I just say, look, guys, this is what I'm reading. You're reading the same Bible. Re- and I'd have to ask some of them. Are, I mean, I'd have to ask them, are you reading the same Bible that I'm reading? Because this is word of God. Hmm. And, and that's what you and I, well, you know, I know the word says that, but, well, you need to get your butt out the way. Seriously, that's just a reality check that has to continuously take place in our lives. We've got to draw a line and say, you know what? The word of God is the word of God. The word of God will not return void. It will do what it set out to do. I just need to put my integrity in his word. I got to get rooted and grounded in this word in order for this word to actually produce something in my life. I can't be like a wave of the sea tossed back and forth. Oh, I'm in the word. Well, I don't know. Maybe, oh, and you listen to this person. Oh, you know, oh, oh, well, I know the words, oh, you know, stop. Just choose this day whom you're going to serve. This day I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. And that's a daily thing that you and I have to do because the world will tell you, I know that's what it says, but no, the word of God is true and let every man be a liar. Amen. Amen. That's what it says in first Corinthians. All right. So, and this is a common faith. So that's what I love about us as a, as a body of belief, as, as us in here, this is who we are. Come on. This is who I am. This is who you are. We're men of faith. We have the same common faith. We're not in here. You're not by yourself. Look around you tonight because the men that are in here believe this. And we've got to continuously stir ourselves up where this is concerned. Surround yourself with people of like precious faith. There's a common faith. It's, a, it's, it's like the, the uncommon men in the miracle movie, you know, the miracle on ice. You know, you've got to be a group of uncommon because the world is not. They want you to do things the way they want to do things. You've got to be uncommon to the world and common to God. Hmm. All right. All right. So hallelujah. We're excited. Amen. Y'all are excited. And that's a good thing. Okay. Hebrews six, seven through 20. Actually, we're going to go to Hebrews one first. We're going to go backwards here just a little bit, Brad. We're going to go one, then we're going to go to six and then we're going to go to 11. Okay. So Hebrews one says, hath in these last days, let's go to Hebrews chapter one. I'll turn over there with you. I want to read the first verse after all. Praise God for the word. Amen. Okay, so he says this. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Okay, so in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we built his glory as the only begotten Son of the Father, right? So here it says right here, he, he made the worlds. With the word. You are, your world is being framed by your words right now. My world is being framed. What words are you speaking? Because if you're not speaking the word of God over your situation, then your integrity is weak. All right? Come on. I've got to choose to speak what God says about me rather than what everybody else says about what's going on in our world right now. I've got to speak what God's word says about me. I've got to choose this every single day. So, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding 
all things by the word of his power. God, that integrity, you're going to be held up by the integrity of the word of God in your life. You will be able to receive what God has intended for you to live on the face of the earth when you have the integrity of his word so strong on the inside of you that you can handle what it is he's trying to give you. He's a father that's not going to hurt his children and give them something they're not capable of handling at the moment, right? He's, he's growing us up, and we're getting stronger in, the, in our integrity, and our integrity is not based upon what we can do. It's based upon our understanding, revelation, knowledge, and reverential fear of the Word of God. I'm just going to, you know what? The Word says this, and that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's got to be our story. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. Come on. And that's you and I. We're going to stand. That's how we're going to be able to stand in integrity. That's how we're going to be men of integrity by meditating and allowing the word of God to uphold us in what we're doing in our lives. Why do you do it that way? Well, that's what the word of God says to do, so that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you, don't, you know what they're doing to you? doesn't matter what they do to me. Hello? Come on. There's moments in all of our lives that you, you, you're going to be persecuted for righteousness' sake. So when you stand in your integrity, people are going to not like it very much. Well, who do you think you are? You know? I was coaching in West Texas in a little podunk town, and this guy was upset with me because I was happy. I had a, I had a, I had a principal, teacher, student, parent meeting because he came by and asked me about what his child was doing in my class and I said well they're doing this this and this and this is what we've done in order to help them I believe they're going to be okay you just gotta they just gotta get to doing what we've told them to do it's gonna be great is there anything else I can do for you today yeah why are you so happy I said I said well there's I mean what do you want what do you want me to be you know I just kind of looked at him like okay all right are you okay I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I believe your kid can actually do this. It's just going to be a choice that they're going to do what we're, you know, they'll just do this and they'll start showing up to 30 minutes worth of tune with a few other students that are in there. They'll be rocking and rolling with this. They'll be good. Why are you so positive about this? I'm like, well, um, you know, I just believe your kid can do that. Oh, he turned around, stormed out. Big old guy, man. Just big old bib overalls on, you know. He was mad at me. Called a principal in. Principal said, oh, Rick, this, kid, this guy, he needs help. He says, but if you'll just listen to him, I'm just going to sit there with you and answer your, his questions. You'll be great. I said, okay. I said, no problem. So he got in there and went to complaining about all this stuff. And I just said, well, I said, yes, sir, we'll take care of that. Not a problem. We'll do whatever you want us to do with that situation. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Is there anything else I can do for you? Yeah. Why are you so happy? He was mad at me because I was happy. Seriously. And then this is just when you choose to do what God says to do, the world's not going to like it. That's just a reality. I could go story after story because I've worked in the secular world just as much here. And the reality that people just don't like it when all of a sudden when there's a blessing on you and they start seeing that blessing overtake you. And they're wondering why you're getting promoted and getting blessed and they're doing this for you. And they're going, who, who, you, what's, what are you doing? Seriously, you know what? You just smile, praise God, thank you, Jesus, because the blood of Jesus covers you, and you can stand in the integrity of the Word of God because the Word of God promises you no weapon formed against you stands or prospers. Any and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you will show to be in the wrong. 
Hallelujah. Get your dance on. Get your jig on. Do what you have to do. Amen. All right. So Hebrews, and powerful, upholding all things by the word of God. Then in uh, chapter 6, it says, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. He's wanting me and you to see this. He's wanting you and I to see this. Willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, the immutable of his counsel. When you, you and I are looking into this world, he's counseling us going, dude, this is it. Don't pay attention to everybody else's mug of grubs and this and that and everything else that's going on. He says, confirmed it by an oath. And then he promises. God's like, dude, let's cut blood on this one. Seriously. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled from the refuge and lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into the into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. What is he saying here? Not only am I going to uphold my word, but see, Jesus has already the cornerstone. Come on. He's already been set. He has already been crucified. He has already shed his blood. The blood of Jesus covers you and me. And he's forever at the right hand of the Father, upholding the word that he paid for, for you and I to walk in. So he's at the right hand of the Father, always interceding for us, going to bat for us. He's our advocate. He's our, he's our lawyer. He's our counselor in this situation where the word of God is. He said, that's my word. And he upholds that word. Isn't that awesome? That's the integrity that you and I can walk in. See, our integrity is not based upon what we say as much as what he says. And if we'll get in line with what he's saying, the, his integrity will uphold us in every situation that we're in. Whew, glory to God. Isn't this good? So in, verse, in chapter 11, it says, then you see, through faith, we what, through faith in this word, right? That through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, what? By the word of God. That's why I said a while ago, your world is being framed by your words that are coming out of your mouth. That's why Brother Copeland preached that sermon. You are the prophet of your own life. What is he saying here? You're, you're pre, whatever you're speaking out of your mouth is coming to pass in your life. So if you want what's happening in your life to change, start changing what's coming out of your mouth. Right? And, but it has to, here's the important thing is, in order for it to stand the test of times, it has to be measured by the Word of God. If not, it's not going to last. Let's look at a couple of scriptures about that, okay? Glory to God. <laughs> I think I dismissed it off of my notes, but it's in Peter. I did, I did cancel off my, it's on my phone, that's okay. Oh, you know what, it might be on my other one. I had my other notes from earlier. Isn't that fun? So I write them down, I type them down, I do everything I need to do in order to make sure that I have everything that I need for us to walk in this. Amen? All right, so maybe not. All right, so we won't go there. All right, so one scripture that you can take with you on this. Heaven and earth will pass away, Matthew twenty four thirty six. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. The word of God is not going to return void. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, okay? It's going to be gone. 
What you and I are looking at right here in the natural is going to disappear. So, but if you and I are sowing the word of God, the incorruptible seed, the Bible says, he who sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But when you and I sow to the spirit, when we're led by the spirit of God, the spirit of God is always going to keep whatever it is that we're doing forever. Come on. Because you're not building it upon the natural, your natural ability to obtain something. You're building it upon the promises that God says, I will do this for you. And I will do that for you. And I will make sure that this is going to take place for you. And blessed shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in your field. I will give you goodly houses filled with all good things. Come on. All these things. They're, they're, if you have faith in what God, not doing it yourself. The natural world says build things for yourself over here. When you put your faith in God, he'll build it for you. And then not only is it going to be built here, but it'll also be when you get to heaven. Come on. Come on. You're going to have a house in the mountains, a house in the beach, a house. Seriously, you can enjoy. He gives us all things richly to enjoy. But when it becomes our pursuit, rather than pursuing him, who is the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, then we've got, we're off compass then our integrity is built upon the flesh. And of the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Come on, right? Okay, so integrity has got to be built upon the word of God. Now, Isaiah 55, 9 through 11, it says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, make it to bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the, to, in the thing whereto I sent it. So when you and I build our lives, build your lives upon the rock, not upon the sand. Two, two, two scenarios. Jesus said it himself. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house. Come on now. The wise man. You remember that song? Okay. And, and, the, and the rains came tumbling down. The rain came down. The flood came. You know, what, what is he saying here? There's going to be a flood coming. There's going to be a test that's going on. There's going to be a fire that takes place. And whatever is not of God is going to be consumed. Go on. See ya. When you and I build our lives based upon the Spirit of the Lord, the revelation of the Word of God, because the Word of God, if it's in the Word, it's yours. But you gotta, you got to pursue God and not the things. That's why seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His, His integrity, His way of doing things. All these things shall be added unto you. Come on. So don't be mad if they're, when you see someone that's blessed, that's truly blessed, you look at their lives, you, you, you're able to see their lives and they're happy and they're excited about life and God's blessing them and the blessings just seem to constantly overtake them and they seem just like they have it all and they, they do, they have it all together. It's because there's integrity in their life based upon the word of God. That's what the psalmist says, I will walk in my integrity. I will, you will uphold me in my integrity because my integrity is not built upon me. My integrity is built upon you and what you've spoken unto me. Because see, David had an understanding of the blessing because he was, had a covenant with God Almighty. And he says, blessed, empowered to prosper is the lineage that he came out of. He took that blessing. And he says, you know what? I'm supposed to be blessed. 
and I'm going to walk in that blessing. And I'm going to stay connected to the blesser. And the blesser is going to lead me and guide me and direct me unto all truth. And because of that truth, it will be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But I will be set upon a hill and all the people there to see that I'm called by the name of the Lord and that I am blessed. Come on. That's good. That's a good shouting ground. So 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18 says this. Now the Lord is the spirit. Because see, here you have the word of God is integrity. But he's given you the spirit of integrity. The Holy Spirit will talk to us. He'll go, eh, 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 eh. don't go work over there. Come on, don't take that job. Come on. You got an unction that comes from the Holy One and you know all things. Look at this, it says here, now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all with open face behold it in a, as in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Okay, we're changed from glory to glory. Why? Beholding as in a glass. Look at this. James 1, 23 through 25. It says this. If any be a hearer of the word. So we're combining the word and the spirit here together. Okay, so they're both talking the same message right here. The word and the spirit. The word says, but if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. What are we doing? We're allowing the word of God to be our compass led by the Holy Spirit of God that's also promising us that he's going to lead us and open up our eyes to behold the glory of the Lord. To see what it is that we're supposed to do, to know what it is we're supposed to do. So he says this, going back up to 2 Corinthians, I'm I'm bouncing around here, Brad, you're amazing. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Look at 1 John 2.27. But the anointing. He's talking about the Holy Spirit here. The, the anointing. There's an anointing. David was anointed. Hello? The anointing of God was upon him. He, he received the anointing. And then he went out and did what it is that God told him to do. Right? So you and I have got to receive the anointing, the spirit of the Lord, the word of God, the word and the spirit have to be mixed together in order for, if you just go, well, that's what the word, there's an anointing for the word of God where the Holy Spirit will reveal all things to you. Hello. And so you and I, in order to walk in our integrity, we just can't say, well, that's what the word of God said. And that's well, the Holy Spirit might say, just chill out, chill out right now. I was uh, a guy called me, a business guy called me today and said, hey, I, I need some wisdom. I need some prayer. Uh, let's, can you just, you know, he told me his scenario. I said, yes, let's pray. And I began to pray with him on the phone and the spirit of the Lord had me pray some specific things. He's praying in the Holy Ghost while I'm praying in the word. And I'm just praying the word. And as we get done, he says, I got it. This is what the Lord told me to do. I said, I stand, I stand in agreement with that. It, bear, it bears witness with my spirit. Do it. 
You got a peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your heart and mind when you're in Christ Jesus. Two stand in agreement touching anything, it should come to pass. Amen? There's, there's moments in time, what do, what do we do? We just didn't take one word out of context and say, this is, I, I have this. This is mine. I'm just going to, you know what? No. You got to take the whole thing. Quit picking and choosing. So, because you know, you, <clears throat> you can have three <coughs> amazing strong legs. For three years of your life, it's amazing. But if you take one of these legs out of here, it don't matter how amazing those other three are, you leave it like it is, when you sit down in this thing, you're still going to fall. Slip right on out of there. All right? What is he saying here is, look, I'm not just going to give you my, my word. Not only have I given you my word, but the new covenant that I've cut with you, no longer will a man teach his brother, his father. That's part of that scripture. He says, but I will teach you all things. And I will teach you by my spirit. And I'm going to teach you what this word says about what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do. You have an unction now that comes from the Holy One. And you know the integrity of what my word is telling you in every situation that you're in. So he says here, he says, because in, in John, 1 John 2.20 is where he says you have an unction. You have a knowing that comes from the Holy One and you'll know all things. Here he's saying, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all things and is truth and is no lie. What's truth? Thy word is truth. The Holy Spirit's never going to teach you something contrary to the word of God. If the Holy Spirit's leading you into something, you're going to find it written. It'll be, it is written. And you, you put the two together and you're going somewhere to happen. By the Spirit of the Lord. So don't tell me that you, there's times in your life where the Holy Ghost is going to stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Richard and I were talking about something earlier today. And I, I had an unction on the inside. I'm going, just shut up, Rick. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just chill. Just don't. And, I, and I, I didn't shut up completely. <laughs> and so I said something. And I later on had to come to Richard. I go, man, I apologize. I should have just kept my mouth shut. Because my flesh was going, that's just saying, right? And so, but... That, that has nothing to do with it. I, I, I'm no different than anybody else. I have got to put my flesh under just like you have to put your flesh under. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and then gave me of his spirit. And he gave me the spirit to confirm what he's talking to me about where his word is concerned. Hello. So the integrity that you and I are going to walk in is not just by the written word of God. There's an unction that you, I call it your unction to function. There's an unction that you have from the Holy One and you know all things. The Holy Spirit will always give you an unction that goes, eh, don't do that. Stop. Don't go there. Come on. That's right. And you got to, you and I have got to trust that. And go get in the word of God where that is concerned. And let the word of God wash us with the water by his word. So that we can be pure and stronger and have more integrity in our The trials are going to, opportunities are going to come. We just can't take any of them. We've got to constantly measure ourselves up by the word of God. So, and there's no lie. The Holy Spirit, he's not going to lie to you either. Hallelujah. Here's the thing about it. The more consistent we are with meditating the word and praying in the Holy Spirit. 
Those two things right there. The more time we spend doing those two things right there, everything else in our life will come simple. And it'll come easy. If you are struggling with something right now, you're in the flesh. I'm just going to be honest, because the Bible says, the Word of God says, His burden is easy and His yoke is light. So if you've got a burden in your life right now, then you've taken something on yourself, and you're not rolling the care of it over on the Lord. We got to do, we have, as men of God, it's easy for us to feel like we've got to take the weight of what the responsibilities in our lives and in our family's lives sometimes. Stop. That's not your weight to carry. It's not my weight to carry. I've got to be, the integrity of God's word will uphold me and my family and everything else that I'm responsible for in my life if I leave, roll that care over on there and keep it there. And constantly meditate on that on the word of God where any of those aspects of my life are concerned and trust the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me and direct me in every aspect, every decision that I make. I'm not alone. See, you cannot walk in integrity if you believe that you're the one that's got to do it all. You've got to trust in, rely upon, lean on the word of God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You've got to trust the Holy Spirit that he's given you, that's placed on the inside of you, to help lead you and guide you where the word of God is concerned in your life. And we can't separate them. We have to have both of them in order to be sustained in the life that we're called to live. So Matthew 12, 35 through 37 says this, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, whatever you're putting in is going to come out. So garbage in is garbage. So whatever you're meditating on, whatever you're spending, focus on that. Focus on the integrity of the word of God. It's going to come out of you. And you'll make a decision. You'll be like, you did it? And you're like, I just did it. I knew, I knew that's what I was supposed to do. That's what I did. And wow, all of a sudden, ha, hello. Whoa, okay, that was cool. You know, God. And then it goes, that's when you go from glory to glory. The next time it'll be even easier. You'll be like, hey, that's what God wants me to do. That's what we're going to do. There's so many decisions. That my, my wife and I have grown so much together. There's a t- if I say, hey, I believe we're supposed to do this, she's like, okay. When I say I believe, now if I say I think, we are, I think, <laughs> think, oh, think, oh, man. <laughs> Get your thoughts out the way, son. You know, think long, think wrong. Amen. I'm over here thinking about what we need. But when I've heard from the Lord, when she says, when I go, I believe that the Lord wants us to do this. She has, my wife is quick to say, let's do it. Come on. Why? Because it's not become something, it's not a thought process, it's a knowing that comes, a knowing, you'll have a knowing, one translation that says you have a knowing that comes from the Holy One, you'll know all things. It's different than, I think we ought to do this, or you know that scripture says that. You can grab a bunch of scriptures and make it sound real good to yourself. That's so why he says you can't tell, you can't have one, one without the other. All right? Now the good man of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil, good things. Evil man out of the evil treasure evil things. But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account of there on the day of judgment. I go back to, you know what? Your words are the most powerful things on the universe. Your words are framing your word. If you want to be a man of integrity, you speak the word of God over your situations. And in Proverbs 18, 21, you know the scripture, life and death are in the power of our tongue. And we're going to eat the fruit of whatever's coming out of our mouth. The integrity by which we live by is what we're speaking on a continuous basis. So in every circumstances we, that we're going through in our lives, let's find out what the Word of God says about it. Let's claim that. Let's speak that with each other. Let's speak that over each other. Let's speak that over our situations. Don't speak the problem. Speak the solution. And the solution is the Word of God. 
And sometimes you might not know what that word is, and that's when you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost until God gives you a word for what it is that you need to be speaking over that situation. Amen? Did you get something tonight? Well, Father God, we love and we bless you. We thank you for your anointed word. I thank you, Father. I take it. I receive it, Lord. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I thank you for these mighty men, Lord. We bless them in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. If there's anybody here that needs a a prayer or something from you, Lord, a standing in agreement, Lord, I ask you just to give them the confidence to come up to each other and allow us to just pray over them and, and be blessed and then get in agreement with them for what you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So at this moment, before you jet out, I just want to give an opportunity. We've got some of our men that help us fill up, and uh, we've got Art, one of our leader, Tony's back here. There's different men in here. If you need something, Tom's another one. There's Men in here that can help you. If you need prayer of agreement or anything, Richard back here, Jeremiah, these guys back here, they would love. Fred, they, they're here. We're here for you guys. You're not alone. Part of what our, our role is here is for us to come together, and if there's something that you need prayer over or believe with, we're here to pray with you and believe for that. So don't be on an island by yourself. Next, This next coming month, October, the third week in October, we're, as men, are going to be doing a men's conference. It'll be the weekend after our uh, anniversary picnic, okay? Chip Brim's going to be coming in. Do you know the dates on that? Are they up there? Huh? 26 and 27. So how many of y'all went last year to the men's retreat? It was a blast. We had a good time. Uh, great food, fellowship. I'm making sure we have all the dodgeballs that we need. Just going to make sure we can, we can have some fun. Some people wore themselves out playing dodge. It's fun, though. We had a blast. It'll be a good time. Uh, play some 42 dominoes and spades and hang out. Chip Brim's going to be with us. Chip Brim uh, is uh, an ex-baseball coach. He was uh, he, His last stint was with uh, the Houston Astros. He actually has, I got to see it this past summer, he actually has a, uh, a championship ring. That they just won, you know, they just won the uh, World Series last year. He actually has one of the rings. He said, "Man, Rick, this is ridiculous how heavy this thing is." And so, and it is. It's it's a huge ring. But he actually, as a as a high school baseball coach, won eight state championships. Which uh, I don't care where you are and what you're doing, if you can pull off eight state championships, that's impressive. Uh, he also um, was with the University of Arkansas when they won the national championship. So he's got a history of just he's he, he's. Um, Part of his ministry is called Champions for Christ. He's actually a pastor up in uh, Bartles. Is it Bartlesville? No. It's, um, so it's by Tulsa. It starts with a B. Collinsville. Uh, Collinsville. Exactly. And so he's up there right up by Tulsa, about 45 minutes from Tulsa. Great ministry. They're pastoring him and his wife. Uh, but he'll be with us that weekend, so we're going to have a good time raising the bar. Amen? We're going to go to the next level, and I believe that. that but the fun, the fellowship. Guys, we need each other. We need to be able to hang out. It's a great time. So you want to get down there. It's going to be at Glen Rose. It's $80 a person. That covers your room, your board, everything, all the food that you'll eat while you're down there. Plus, it'll get you a shirt and uh, the expense it costs for us to actually get in there. So it's really just cost is basically all that is. Uh, but uh, don't, and if, if money is an issue, let us know something. Give us a heads up ahead of time, and we'll, we'll uh, work with you on that aspect of things as well. Um, what else, Freddie? Do you have any other announcements that we need? Is that pretty good? Okay, so don't be alone. Don't be a stranger. We love you. Get with somebody. Uh, meet somebody new uh, that you haven't met. I know uh, Philian right here, uh, Jeremiah, it's good to have you tonight. Uh, my father-in-law. I don't know if they'll know who my father-in-law is. Right, this is Cassie's dad. He's wonderful, uh, and so, um, but Bill, Bill Ellis. So uh, make yourself known, 
And I remember, you're from Louisiana. Is it Louisiana? You're from Mississippi. Where are you from? Georgia. I knew you were from South. Good to have you again. Nice to have you. It's a blessing to have you here. Ernest, it's good to have you back. He's been gone for a little bit. Good to have you in here. So uh, love on each other and uh, make yourself known. Dwayne, is this your first? You've been coming for a couple of times. That's what I thought. You've already been here a couple of times. So, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and seriously, if you have something you have a prayer need about, please get with one of our men, get with one of us, and we get agreement with you. Amen. Be blessed. Have a supernatural, awesome weekend, and we'll see. Don't forget on Sunday, Miss Carolyn will be preaching. It's always fun when she's preaching, so be ready for that.